welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I am your host, Adam Dash. And today we are joined by one of the best artists coming out of Atlanta. Big thank you to Chris Patrick for putting me on to him. Instantly sent it to every single person I know. Suave, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm so excited. This feels like a big moment for the pod. You know, we're getting, we're going up slowly. And I mean, there's nothing more fun in the world that keeps me going than finding a new artist I love. Last year for me, it was it was Jordan Ward after seeing the uh, Jaden mm-hmm. Smino tour. And mm-hmm. I, I heard I heard Grammys and I heard Faces and I heard 2AM and I'm like, this is the next person. This is the next person in line. Wow. That's crazy that you discovered like two people who were on the same tour yeah. too. So that's crazy. Dude, yeah. that tour, I mean, Jid and Smino, like my two top five artists of all time. And then I heard Jordan mm-hmm. and I'm like, who I, I had seen his name before and I'd listened to songs by him. But I was like, who the hell? I have to, I have to check this person yeah. out. Album of the year for me. Facts. facts, facts. But to get into things, I think a really underrated thing in hip hop, Tyler Crater did not start this in any way, but I think he has really pushed it forward is world building with an album rollout. And I think yeah, you yeah. and your videographer, Connor Fisher, have done a crazy job mm. of creating this vibe with your music videos and the skits that are going along to it. Tell me how important that is to you, making this world before this eventual album's gonna drop. Man, I feel like, bro, like with me, I'm just like a, um, I'm like, I'm like really into like visuals. Like I'm really, I've always been like, the type of person that'll like sit down and watch like 30 music yeah. videos like a day, like since I was a kid, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and like, honestly, like, I think there was like a shift for me to where like, I realized that like, you know, I, I feel like the music was good, but like the videos could always, they could, they were just, they just weren't yeah. doing it for me. And um, it was really just watching a lot of like ASAP Rocky music He's videos. You know best, what I mean? Like Rocky, best like- Best artist music videos ever. ASAP- Best like- ASAP forever. Literally, like, there's the nobody, there's seen. no one who has, bro. ASAP forever, money man, fucking, uh, DMB, crazy, fucking, all everything he's ever done is just like, and Slow Tie even too. Like Slow Tie wow. has an ama- like amazing videos too. But like, man, just like watching the videos and just being like, just tired of yeah. just like having bad videos. You know what I mean? But also too, like, I, I kind of hate music videos at the same time too because I, I hate like watching. A music video and it's just like somebody in their kitchen, you know what I mean? Like a honey guns, bad bitches, like yeah. you know what I mean? And um I really just don't feel like even if the music sounds like that, like I always felt like um like a video could like show something yeah. else, you know? Um and I, I think it's like I think it's so important to like really build a world, but like I I, don't, I definitely don't think it's for everybody though. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't think like an artist like young boy needs to build a world on top of whatever he has going yeah. on or like I don't need to see like the same type of thing that maybe myself, Rocky or Tyler would do from like a Playboy Cardi. Yeah. But like in the way though, like like they have their world that they're building, it just doesn't exist yeah. in like the type of videos that they do, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But for me it's like it's like everything. Like I'm like obsessed with like, you know, world building and storytelling and all that other type of stuff, bro. It's like it's like my thing, you know. It's what awesome. I mean? I saw someone tweet the other day. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Our vid- music video's dead." And I'm like, "Did I miss a day of the world where music videos weren't important?" Because I think it's the, like the greatest thing. A music video can make you like a song so much more. Yeah. And yeah, I, I always think about uh, "Tribe" by Boz and J Cole specifically because it's not anything like crazy mm-hmm. of a music video, but the vibe that the music video has—it's like orange, 
has made it one of my favorite songs of mm-hmm. all time because I always think of that vibe when I'm wow. listening to it. Yeah, I definitely don't think like music videos are like dead, but I definitely get like, I get this the statement though. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I feel like when you watched a music video, maybe when like we were coming up, it just had like a specific feeling to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it felt like you were that artist for like three minutes. You know. Uh-huh. But I think today, I think that like the music video is kind of like, and music too, in a way too, it just has a lot less feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, I think it's a thing that's just all encompassing, but I like the artists like myself who are really trying to like stand on and execute on just having like great visuals. Like even if no one gets it, even if it's not like the video that goes viral or whatever, like I love videos, so I, I have to like, yeah. That's something I'm like, it's like a non-negotiable for me, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So do you write it mm-hmm. fully or how do you come up with the idea of let's do a late night talk show that's kind of uncomfortable, like the guest is, ma- <laughs> the host is making me feel uncomfortable? How's that come together? Um, it started from, uh, I really wanted to like, oh, okay, so like a lot of my ideas like start as like unoriginal ideas for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally like I wanted to shoot the baby music video just like the Buddy Holly music video. Um, that Weezer did, just because I love mm-hmm. Spike Jones and that video is just so incredible. And I was like, okay, like, let's do something like that. But like, what skit's gonna come with this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, like, Connor was just like, something like the Ed Sullivan show. So we yeah. just watched a lot of Ed Sullivan show from like back in the day. And like, you know, we just was like, damn, like, all right, like this is a talk show music video. You know what I mean? And then it just was like, it turned into like, who's gonna like be the, the host of this show. And we're just thinking about so many people. Like, honestly, like, like I think we thought about uh, Caleb City. He's a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, Isla Flair was one of them. And Gio was like the last one. Cause, but like, I like when it's just someone that's just so random. Like, yeah. it's just like, like who, like how the fuck and like who, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's really important to like my world. Just being like, like, damn, I wouldn't even think that they knew each other or mm-hmm. like, you know, like that's so random. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it's so hard too at the same time. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just think about like the "Call Me If You Get Lost" rollout, and it, nothing makes yep. sense until the album comes out, and then you see it. Or even mm-hmm. I remember when Igor was coming out. There's that video of him like climbing up a ladder, and it's like never ending, mm-hmm. and it makes no sense until mm-hmm. you hear the album, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really big world they're making." I just think it makes it cooler. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Tyler does that really well too. Just for, like color too. Like his yeah. color association is just so strong yeah. like you can like you can watch another music video and it has nothing or any video in general and it'll have nothing to do with tyler but like i know if i see like specific colors and a specific yeah. color gray like i kind of i kind of associated with him yeah. you know what i mean a funny story with that uh so at ohio state i helped put on the concerts that came with the tuition and we had jaden smith come mm-hmm. and throughout jaden's performance he has music videos in the background always playing with like the light blue mm-hmm. colors so I got to meet him after. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I compliment him on the colors, I think he will find that like so nice because I'm sure he put a lot of effort into that. So I tell him and he's all yeah. happy. But when I explain it to my friends when I get back, I sound like a child. They're like, you told Jaden Smith you yeah. like his colors? And I'm like, no, no, it can't. <laughs> it made more sense in the moment. Yeah. Nah, man. I think he, I, I'm glad that like he understood though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. something, that sounds like some shit I do for real too. Like, like going up to like Rocky and just being like, oh man, I just love like, I love the palette that you yeah, just yeah. create every time. I'm like, bro, what are you talking yeah. about? You know what I mean? It's like, because like, I wanted him to know subconsciously that like, I, I get it. Like, I see, yeah, I see exactly. what you're doing. But now mm-hmm. I want to shift to Atlanta rap. 
So Outcast famously mm. said at the award show, you know, the South has something to say. Jid says I'll never. I'm Southern, lyric- mm. Southern lyricists don't exist. Like my flow is a myth. And it's funny that for me, um, being born in 2001, getting really into hip hop around like 2011, Atlanta to me has been the mm. center of hip hop that entire time. So I see all these famous right. quotes from Outkast and I see Jid saying that. But to me, it's like Jid, Earth Gang, Kenny Mason, you, Black, Deontay Hitchcock, Marco Plus, Ben Riley. It, it's like the best mm. lyricist that I've listened to my entire life. So oh wow it's interesting yeah, that like, that's crazy it's interesting that this, the the atlanta rappers sometimes get the kind of like self-conscious like the south has something to say like we are lyricists but to me i'm like they've always been lyricists but tell me that about yeah, that for yeah. you yeah. i mean bro i mean you're born in 2001 so i'm 26 so for me like i definitely grew up in a time where like the majority of Southern rap for my like I like I grew up on Outkast, but it was yeah. more of like a like a studious thing for me. Yeah. But like I think the majority of like my life was like, bro, like trap music was like the dominating sound. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't go nowhere and and not hear trap music. You know what I mean? So, um, and with with all the people that you named outside of like Outkast, like that's like some newer shit to yeah. me. Like you know what I mean? Like like Jib being who he is and being successful. Like bro, like. It was a point in time where, like, man, like, I know, like, I've known Ben Riley my whole life, yeah. for real, for real. So, like, there was a point in time where, like, we would have conversations and be like, yo, bro, like, I don't know how we're going to make it out of Atlanta with this sound. Like, naturally, like, rapping for real. But, like, shit, I guess it's, I guess it's like, a thing now. Like you said, like, I don't know. But, like, Atlanta's always just had its little pockets, bro. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like, myself, Kenny Mason, like, Deontay, Marco, Ben, um, we're all from Atlanta, but like, there's also like the pocket of like the Anisias and Karas, yeah. and then there's like, you know, the Nudies and the Twenty Ones, yeah. and it's like it's just it's just so much shit going on. It kind of feels like California, like to where there was like a lot going on, yeah. or there is a lot going on, and just there's like little pockets. But like, it, the only thing about it is like our city's just not that big, yeah. so like, you know, we'll like all be around each other and all just kind of know each other and, and have our own little weird experiences. Yeah. But like, bro, respectfully, like this is some new shit. Like, and the fact that you like said it like that really honestly put it in a different perspective for me because in a way it just kind of feels like it's those same names versus versus the world, yeah. you know what I mean? Or versus like the rest of Atlanta, like in a way. And I know Atlanta's like, we all like have this big camaraderie yeah. thing and it is that, but it's like, bro, we really have to like, we really have to like fight for our moment, mm-hmm. bro. Like, you know, like Jid having his moment with surround sound is like, bro, that's bigger that's awesome. than like, that's like, that's insane, bro. Like, you you know, like that's a that's a lyrical song that's like charting on TikTok, yeah. and it, he just so happened to be from Atlanta. Like, that's insane, man. I feel like you know what I'm saying. So I feel like rap now is less geographical because you can make music with anyone around the world with just like a computer. Mm-hmm. But when I think of like mm-hmm. lyricists and cities, I think of Atlanta and I think of Chicago with like the Saba type mm-hmm. squads, you know, even though Smita's not Chicago, but kind of in that squad, right, right, squad right. of people. Mm-hmm. But trap music itself, I actually listened to T.I.'s album Trap Music for the first time two weeks ago. Cause I was like, I see, right. I know T.I.'s the king of the, the South. I'm like, I had to give one of these albums a listen, but even his music is lyrical to it, even though it's trap music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T.I.'s like, T.I.'s like on our Mount Rushmore for sure. But like, yeah, like even, but though like, bro, like that's like 03, 04, like, yes, like I, I grew up on that shit, bro. But like, bro, when I was like, 
in middle school, high school, bro, like Travis Porter, the rich kids, yeah, like Waka Flocka, Gucci Mane, like, bro, like even to like getting a little older and like Future's having the insane, the most insane run ever yeah. with the Migos and then 21 comes out. It's just like, bro, like it's always been like this small group of lyrical quote unquote rappers from Atlanta and it just felt, bro, it, it's an uphill battle, yeah. I'm telling you. Like, and I think that, like, bro, if you if you talk to Jid about it, like, he would tell you the same thing. Like, if you talk to Ben about it, he would tell you the same thing. Like, you know. But I think everybody that you named too, though, I think one thing about Atlanta is that our beats still be hard as they fuck, are. though. You get what I'm saying? Like, we're not like, we're not coming out the gate just boom rap, like boom bat rapping. Like, Ben Riley beats is insane. Like, Marco beats is like insane. Like, Jid for the most part, like his beats are Christo insane. Christo make like, you know Christo what I mean? makes like, the craziest. Beats. I was listening to the. Christo is like a fucking genius. I was listening bro. to the Forever Story this morning, and just the first mm-hmm. song is just like heavy 808s, just banging. And it's like, what is this beat? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I was there. I was there for that. That was crazy. They're making it. Oh my god! Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got the shit you can play for your yeah. mama. I got the shit you can play for the hoes. That is. Bro, that nigga, bro, G. Like, I was just talking to him about this shit this week too, because he told me to pull up to the studio, and. I was just like, bro, like, I'm going to just pull up at, like, because he told me he told me he's recording at 12, but I know what that really means. Like, he really recording at, like, 10 in the morning. I can pull up at 12, yeah, yeah, but yeah. everyone else can pull up at, like, 6. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Bro, I remember just going. When he was working on that album, I pull up on Jay every day. And I think Jay was already in the studio from, like, 10 in the morning. So I get there, and, like, it's just, he had, like, a camp-type situation, mm-hmm. but, like, Jid always like really fuck with me, so like I'll just be able, I just pull up early, you know yeah. what I mean? Like still just to, like watch him record and just learn and just like talk to him and just like you know what I mean? Just whatever. Man, I get there like twelve, bro. He's just like, man, shit, goddamn, I really got this. Um, I got this song. Like, tell me what you think about this. <laughs> and he just, what are someone I'm like, where the fuck is this going? And then that shit dropping. I'm just like, <laughs> bro, this nigga is crazy. I'm like, bro, I don't know what made you think of this shit, like, but this shit is crazy. This the I think the switch up was already on there at that time, but like, I just remember like hearing the first part of that song, like and just being All like, right. "Bro, you did this at ten in the morning. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah." And you went to sleep at like four, bro. So like, that, what what's going on in your head? That's not like, a ten in the morning type of song. He got cracking the whip, whipping nah, the crack, not. just like the crack is a did in the butt. Like, oh my. Yeah, like he's 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 Jid's crazy. I want to touch on more of your guys' relationship in a second, but back to the Atlanta rap, mm-hmm. and you talked about the mm-hmm. sounds, the beats you guys be choosing. So you and Ben mm-hmm. have done this like really hype, like crazy. I'm not even sure what beats you would call them, but just like these hype ass mm-hmm. beats, but still being lyrical. Then Kenny has, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't like the phrase rock rap, but like rapping on these harder rock rap beats and then Jid rapping on stick with Kenny Mason and that being like a, mm-hmm. an insane song. Do you ever feel like you guys are carving out a sound for Atlanta or are you just like, I like these beats. This is what I rap on. I just really feel like I just like them beats and that's what I rap on. Like, For me, it's just like, bro, like, man, even though I grew up a lyrical rapper, bro, like, for the most part, like, them beats be ass. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to rap on this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I I always felt like the harder beats came from, like, artists that, I guess, quote unquote, exist outside of lyrical rap. So, I mean, personally, for me, like, I think for Ben, too, I could say, like, I could say that, like I said, I've known him my whole Mm -hmm. life. Like, I think that's just what we like. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, like... My favorite rapper, one of my, I say like probably like my second favorite rapper is Young Nudie. So like, I always thought he had like the best beats. So like, I think originally like when I was, when I start 
making that transition over to like harder production, like it was really just like, damn, like young know, nudie type beats or yeah. like talking to Coop and being like, shit, let's make Coop some is like crazy. let's make some shit. Yeah, man. So like, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's not it's not even like a conscious thing. It's like, bro, this is yeah. just what I like. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do have things that feel like like boom bap. You know, but like, or just a lot of different shit, mm-hmm. honestly. But like, you know, for the most part, it's just like what I like, honestly. Yeah. Know? When I hear that car engine start at the beginning of a song, and I hear coop, I'm like, up, oh, it's it's over, <laughs> yeah. it's all over, folks. Oh. And mad. wow, great said on the song. I'm forgetting which song it was, but he said, um, I'm over my lyrical phase. I'd rather be potent. And I feel like that's like what a lot of you guys are. It's not just because I would hate calling it lyrical rap. It's not like lyrical miracle shit. It is very potent. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I mean, kind of describe what you think your writing style is. Um, I think I don't know. Like, man, bro. Like, honestly speaking, like, you yeah, man. Like, I see like a lot of those posts that be like top five most Atlanta. Top five Atlanta lyrical rappers. And it'll be like so specific to like top five most lyrical Atlanta artists under the age of 27 <laughs> with face tattoos yeah. and two diamond chains. And, and like, you know, it'll be like so specific to me and I won't be yeah. in there. You know what I mean? Um, and I just be like, a lot of the time, I just be like, damn, like, am I just like forgotten about? Mm-hmm. Like, am I not just, am I not lyrical? But then like, I thought about this recently. I was like, bro, maybe I'm not like, and I think it kind of like, I think I'm more intentional. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that like for me, like before it's lyrical, I think before I'm trying to be lyrical, I think for me it's just like making sure that every single line is something that means something to me. Like for instance, like Jid, lyrical. I think Deontay Hitchcock, lyrical. I think that... um, I think that Earth Gang, lyrical. Mm-hmm. But I think like I think that um Kenny Mason, even, and myself, even I think that when you listen to us rap, like you're not really I don't think you're listening to it from like a a, a lyrical's ear, like a, a, a lyricality type of like, you know, place. But I think it's like more intentional. Like when you listen to Kenny, like everything he says, like every line, like from the beginning to end is like it's not the most lyrical thing you've heard, but it's like it's kind of mind blowing. It's real from like it because it's real. You get what I mean? Like it's just like damn. Like this is like I felt this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like he, this is like something that it's like he had my verse of the year it's, it's last real. year. D and D by Paris Texas. I thought that verse. It was just every line was the realest thing he said. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a narcissist, but I know my shit better than y'all shit. And I'm like, oh my lord, man. Bro, Kenny's incredible, bro. Even like I think he had a line that fucked me up for two years when he said, um, uh, even if God slip, I finesse. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, how do you even think about yeah. some shit? Like, even if God slips, I finesse. It's, but it's, I'm saying like that, like, it's like it's more so intentional. Like, it's intentional to the song. It's intentional to like the point he's trying yeah. to prove and, and the message that he's trying to give. And I feel like I'm the same way. Like, even with like, you know, like just songs like when you mentioned like Grammys, it's like Growing up, my mama was my daddy. Fuck the bills. We gonna stay with Granny. Mm-hmm. I'm from where the kids is selling candy. Before I sold a record, sold a Grammy. It's not lyrical, but it's just like every single thing that I'm. I'm like trying to paint a picture. Yeah. You know, it's intentional. There's no. There's no I mean? filler. There's no exactly rhyming for the sake of rhyming. It's every line mm-hmm. adds to the next line. Exactly. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the best form of rap. But now. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into your relationship with Jid. I know that you guys have been doing like festivals, like the Lyrical Atlanta festivals for years. Um, 
mm-hmm. not maybe being as close at first, but getting to the point where you get invited to the studio, you're going on tour mm-hmm. with, I mean, mm-hmm. what a tour to go on. Cause that's like, yeah. that, that's like my dream. It was like Jay Dean Smino. I'm like, I have to get tickets to that. And then obviously falling mm-hmm. in love with you, Jordan, what a perfect pairing. <laughs> but uh, tell me about that relationship mm-hmm. and then we can get into the tour too. Man, I used to be so jealous of Jia, bro, when I first was coming up, bro. Like, when I was like a teenager, bro, like, man, I was just so jealous because he was so good, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, so good. That freestyle, so that complex freestyle. I think it was like the. Man, bro, like, I was so jealous, bro. But, like, man, like, the ability to, to see something and, like, or for him, for him to see something in me. And to like really bring me in like under like him, like under his arm and really like teach me things even when he's not trying to teach me things or even when he's teaching me things and, and he knows he is or just giving me like guidance. Like, like, just, like bro, like respectfully, like just told me some of the most important things I've ever needed to hear in my life, mm-hmm. like for my career, like, like bro, like I can't like, I can't ask for like a better role model. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. And also too, like, Bro, G is just like a really fucking good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, like, and I know I know the fuck out this nigga. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I know <laughs> I be annoying G. Like, man, we was going on that tour. When he announced that tour, bro, because he had told me that I was going on tour with him like a year before he announced it. I was texting that nigga every day about it. Like, bro, we still going? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up, bro? Like, you know what I mean? But like, man, I love him, bro. Like, um, I just like, I don't know. I, re- I really value having him as like a big brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and just really like allowing me to just kind of like get so much game from him and just like watch his recording process. Like watching him record, like, is is made me respect him so much, bro. Like that man can go in the studio and fucking rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, like he's actually incredible. Like. The world thinks he's incredible, but like, bro, like watching him do it is like I can't imagine, bro. He's it's it's insane. You know what I mean? So like, bro, I'm there's only like a handful of people that I'm extremely grateful for, like in my career, mm. and he's definitely one of them. You get what I mean? Yeah. My favorite video ever is the Revenge of the Dreamers documentary. I don't know how many times I've watched that, mm. but seeing like just the videos mm. of him doing down bad, I don't know. I mean, Boz was talking mm. about it in an interview the other day. But like, how do you go after that? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And I mean, you mm-hmm. talked about him being a great person. I, I told you before that I met him my senior year of high school. So about five, six years ago. And he left, it was in a Verizon store in a meetup in Philadelphia. He let me rap for him. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'll follow you on Twitter. He didn't, but he was so nice about it. And he's like, yo, yo, you're spitting, you're spitting. Someone was like, yo, you got to hurry up. He's like, no, 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 let him go. And I mean, just how important of a moment yeah. that was for me, even though I was spitting bad bars. I'm like, damn, got to talk to the goat. But, yeah, that's crazy. But tell me about the tour coming together. I mean, obviously, his breath control when performing is something that's insane. That's not talked about. And I'm sure you're Bro. you're spitting on your album. So that's obviously something you have to deal with and learning how to do. But uh, tell me about the tour coming together and the experience of it. Man, bro, even before we even get into that too, bro, like, do you know, like, I lost my voice, like, the first two shows going out there and, like... Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, and I, I'm watching Jid every night. I'm like, I don't know how he's doing this, bro. This man, like, the next day I, I go to dressing room, I'm like, bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I'm losing my voice, like, two, three songs in. This man really, like, helped me understand how to be 
a, a way better performer. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, actually, like, explaining to me, like, how he's doing these things and this, that, and yeah. the third. And it's just like, like I said, bro, it's one of those things where, like, like he doesn't have to do that. It could have been straight competitive, like, yeah. oh, yeah, go out there and, like, use your voice. You know what I'm saying? But, like, <laughs> the fact that he was just like, nah, like, bro, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, make sure your songs are set up like this. And matter of fact, boom, take this song that you perform your your third song, switch this with this one, and yeah. then and then you know, and then when you when you move to this part of the stage, why are you running? You need to be doing like, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, bro, like he's he, he's that type of person yeah. for me. You know what I mean? I want to hear um, um, more specific. I want to hear more specifics about what like you because the whole losing their voice thing. I have no clue how any artist does that. I told you I interviewed Chris and Dende after their show in New York City, and my voice was more gone mm -hmm. than their voice was when I was interviewing them. Like my voice was cracking, and I'm like, I didn't even perform. It's yeah. like, what do you do? Not talk the whole day? Man, nah, 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 nah. For for Jid, I mean, well, for him, you understand like his voice is naturally light anyway. Mm -hmm. Like Jid raps from like Jid raps from like Jid kind of raps from a different place from where like I rap from mm -hmm. like I rap from the back of my throat okay. you know what yeah, I mean yeah. so um while Jid is kind of more so it's all like it's all like uh, it's more so in the nose than it is from the back of the okay. throat pause you know what I'm saying <laughs> so like okay. for him like he, he's already not straining a lot of his vocals yeah. anyway but then like when you watch what he was telling me specifically was he was like yo bro like you gotta watch. Like when I come out on stage from this song to this song to this song, even when I'm getting lit, bro, I'm not really moving that much. Like I'm moving, like it's lit. I'm it's energetic, but like, like pay attention, like watch me tonight. Like I'm not really moving yeah. that much. And when I do get lit, it's by the end of the show. And I'm and I'm and like my voice is already warmed up to the point where it's like, even if like I do strain it a little bit, like it's not gonna be as bad yeah. like the next day. You get what I mean? So like really just like sh like teaching me stage presence and teaching me how to be energetic while not like losing yeah. my voice in two songs. You get what I mean? Yeah. So man, it was it was it's one of those things. Like he he really broke it down yeah. for me. Like and really honestly, like that that note alone is what made me like a way better performer, man. And like after that second show, I was like able to maintain mm -hmm. my you know my voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now tell me about going across the country and performing the new album. Then you got to go over, you yeah. got to go overseas and perform the album. That's everyone's dream. Tell yeah. me about that feeling. Man, that shit was crazy, bro. Like I, I had never been overseas before. I, I ain't never had no passport until G made Damn. me go get one. So it was just like, I, it, it was mind blowing, bro. Because you know, for me, like when we're on tour in general, whether it's in the U.S. or it's overseas, bro, just doing what five to six thousand people a yeah. night. Bro, it's like 200 people there that know every single word that I'm about to rap. So for me, it's just like, damn, like, I didn't even know I was reaching these people, yeah. you know what I mean? Or reaching people like this, you know, on a smaller scale, yes, but like, this is crazy. And then walking away with more fans, but um, overseas was crazy to me because like, you can just, you can just watch people connect with your music that don't even necessarily understand what you're talking about, 100%. but it's something else that's bigger. It's something else that's bigger than context. That like they're connecting with when you can call it energy or or feeling or whatever you know what I mean and just that alone is just like damn like this is this is crazy mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I mean um so Drake yeah, was my boy really brought me overseas that was insane Drake was saying during that Grammy speech he's like this award's cool and all but if you got people coming out to see you on tour and they connect with the music mm -hmm. like that's all you need 
And yeah, it's interesting thanks. for me and like my hip hop journey. Like I say, I think To Pimp a Butterfly is the greatest hip hop album ever made, but it wasn't obviously mm. made for someone like me to consume. Like I'm not the target audience, but it makes me, right. I think a better person because I'm hearing these stories from other people. And I like, that's like my favorite part about hip hop is just learning because you're just like mm. hearing everyone's stories from how they grew up differently. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, listening to your music, you're so um, honest about your come up and your family situation and your current mental state and stuff. And I think that's what people, even if they can't connect with the literal story that you're going through, they can connect with the emotion behind the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like I said, man, it's, it's things bigger than context, man. Mm-hmm. You know? So I appreciate that, that you even said that too, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. No, of course. I mean, I like, mm-hmm. I'm someone who's like a, a huge Freddie Gibbs fan. I mean, I'm not, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to sometimes connect with that shit, but like there's an underlying emotion mm-hmm. that you can like, you can empathize with what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for mm-hmm. hip hop. I mean, shout out to hip hop. It's the best. I agree. Sorry to pull you away from the interview, but it's time to give a big shout out to SoundCentric's first sponsor ever, artist manager and entertainment executive Ian Schwartzman. Make sure to go check out Ian's new amazing Roll Call series. You can find it on all of his social media platforms right here. It shows artists and managers how to navigate the music industry with topics such as independent labels versus major labels, publishing versus licensing, and amazing topics like that. I've learned so much from it and have really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. Now back to the episode. Thanks. So now let's get into our playlist title of the week. This is a way for us to kind of describe how we're doing and shout out an artist we are listening to. So Suave, what's been what's been highlighting the playlist? Um, bro, I'm not gonna lie, like I was looking in my 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 library when you uh when you asked me this or when you told me about this before. Bro, honestly. I posted this girl the other day too. Her name's Aileen Valentine. Okay. She's so good, bro. Like, she's so gassed. And like honestly, like I was gonna say like one specific song. Like she just dropped a song called Ask Nicely. Okay, and that's insane. But any Aileen Valentine song is, is gas. And also right. too, like, I think that's gas. And um it's this artist from New York named Lunchbox, and he's like, I can't even describe it. it it's like he sounds just like the blueprint of like where I feel like popular rap is going. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, bro, he's he's incredible, bro. His beats, like, he produces a lot of his own shit. Like, Lunchbox is insane. Like, and his album called New Jazz, I just want everyone to go listen to New Jazz. That's my boy, too. Like, I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? So heavy. That, I'm going to have to listen to it. That sounds fire. Mm-hmm. For me this week, mm-hmm. I actually shouted out this person last week, but my mic cut off for the for literally one minute of the podcast, and it didn't work. Uh-huh. But Geogenesis, um, rapper, singer from New York, mm-hmm. he is releasing these weekly videos, and it's such an amazing concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking before how I'm a believer that music videos are not dying, and in this DIY mm-hmm. kind of world we're living in now, he is killing it with releasing this new music every week. Uh, so shout out to Geo mm-hmm. for pushing that forward. Shout out to that boy, man. So now I want to talk about, so I'm going to tell you about how I feel about this and let me know if you relate to this. As a creative, um, okay. <laughs> so hip hop is like my entire life. It's my favorite thing in the world. And mm-hmm. some days, say when I'm doing the podcast and maybe the streams aren't matching what I want or I'm seeing, comparing myself to other people who do this, there's some days where I'm like, life would be easier if I didn't have this passion, if I just like didn't love this yeah. so much. But then the flip side yep. of that is, that's a boring life. I'm so happy that I wake up every day and like my mm-hmm. whole day is consuming hip hop and talking about hip hop. 
And you talk yeah. a lot about in your music with on Grammys talking about 23 and 24, thinking about quitting and the deal not hitting. Um, on your song Second mm. Childhood, you kind of talk about like this family life, but then realizing you have to go back to the studio. What keeps mm-hmm. when you have those days where you're like, shit, like I life would be easier if I didn't want to be a, a rapper. What keeps you going? Mm. Man, like I don't know, brother. Like, I feel like those moments are so they're more consistent than I feel like people think, man. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like you're an artist yourself too, and you're you're you do this as well. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like your wins feel amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and your wins are definitely like they're great. But I think when like when you're someone who's like on the rise and you feel like you're kind of nowhere near like you know where your destination, your idea of your destination is, mm-hmm. it's so like frustrating and your losses like man it's it's I, I feel like man like chasing like the things that we chase there's for every win there's like 27,000 losses you get what I mean it's like yep. it's mental battles it, like I said like bro it's, it's like it's seeing those like very specific posts that's like yo like name the top five up-and-coming artists from Atlanta, dark skin, 6'2". Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, you yeah. not being on those. Like, and it's, like, so catered to you to, like, you know, just, you know, watching, like, honestly, like, even experiencing, like, jealousy and just, like, watching, like, people that you've grown up with, like, you know, do amazing things. And even though you're happy for them, like, you're like, yo, bro, like, I should be doing these things as 100%. well. Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's a consistent, everyday thing. And, like, I'm not just... I'm not like, I hate when people act like those feelings aren't real too. Like, bro, yeah. like everyone experiences jealousy. Like I came on here and I told you like, bro, before I met Jid, like, well, I met Jid and I was jealous of him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it, <laughs> it, it, it took for him to really, you know, little bro me respectfully for me to be like, okay, like, I'm not jealous of Jid. Like my boy's really teaching me some shit. But like, bro, yeah. it's like, that shit is like, it's real, bro. And honestly, I think for me, bro, like, I don't know what keeps me going. Like I don't yeah. like, like at all. Like it's just there's a part of me sometimes, at least once a day, where I'm like, man, like I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know where I'm going. Like I don't know how this is gonna play out. And um, I don't know. There's also a part of me that feels like, bro, I, I could go do something else, but this is definitely like the best thing I know how to do. Yeah. You get know what I mean? Like this is the thing I know how to do the best. Maybe like play 2K or some shit. But like other than that, it's like, bro, this is the thing that I do the best. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, man. It's, you, you work so hard. You like, you put yourself out there. Like you, you put like, you put all of you out there on yeah. Front Street to be judged and and to be looked at and to for people to have their own opinions of. So it's like, damn, like I I could stop, but yeah. then it's just like, then what happens? Like I end up being like. Exactly. Another rapper that could have or should have, you know what I mean? And that's like, it's ass, man. But like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you like what keeps me going today. But I think that like, I think what's more important than like that answer is just like telling people and like having conversations like this that are like real, Mm -hmm. where it's like, bro, like, this is not some industry ass conversation. Like, bro, like, I be jealous of niggas, like, respectfully, like, 
like I deal with that every day. Or like I deal with like feeling like, damn, I don't want to do this shit no more. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Like like I deal with real fucking feelings. Like I'm not made out of plastic. I'm not I'm not a social media like influence or a social media figure that it just, that isn't like connected with like real fucking emotions. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the more that's the bigger conversation. It's kinda like I used to feel that same way about like just coming up and like watching interviews and like you know how you watch an interview with a rapper and they'll be like, so how did you get on? You be like shit. But they'll just be like shit, bro. You just gotta keep going. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like, bro, fuck that. Like, what do you fucking mean? You get what I'm saying? Like, that means nothing to me. Like, you gave me nothing. You gave me no game. Yeah. You didn't tell me to go on. You didn't tell me to fucking take my $300 check and put $200 on our generation. Yeah. You didn't tell me to fucking like take my $300 check and to invest it into like a fucking promotion or, you know what I mean? Or running ads on my YouTube. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you didn't tell me nothing. So it's like, before I sit here and like, maybe I guess fake or try to force an answer on how I deal with it. Like, I think I can just be honest with you and tell you like, bro, I don't like, I have those days every day, yeah. like every single day. Like, um, but I think what's more important is like, yo bro, like I said, just having conversations like this, that's relatable. And it's like, yo bro, like I feel that way too. Like let's fucking help each other, yeah. you know, to get to like, not only a place where we feel like we're fucking winning, but like a place where we're like, damn, like, we actually realize that this is what the fuck we should be doing and like we don't quit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it could be like the losses are magnified over the wins. Someone could tell you about how much their song means to you, but mm-hmm. not, when something bad happens or you're comparing yourself, it's like that outweighs that person, like how much that music meant to that single person. Like someone's told me like yep. they love the podcast and it's hard for me to internalize that when I'm comparing myself to like NFR podcast who's very big. And yeah, I'll say that so I just graduated in May. I've been on my job hunt for mm-hmm. a year, trying to get a job in the music industry. Uh, applied for 100 mm-hmm. plus jobs, only three interviews. It's like every day, I'm like, why the fuck did I want to do this? And should I stop? Yeah. And then every morning I wake up and I just keep doing it. And it's very similar to what you're saying, that yeah. I don't know exactly what it is. Sometimes I tell myself, if I quit, I would be the same exact person now with one less passion in the world. And I like the yeah. fact that I have something that I'm so into. Then maybe yeah. I look at other people and maybe they don't have like a hobby. I'm like, I'm so happy I have this. That it gets me so excited that yeah. like you know, I nerd out to my brothers. I'm like, you have they don't give a shit. And I'm like, you have to watch this. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like I'm kind of like, you're right. Because even like with what you said, or I, and even what I think what I said too, it's not necessarily like inspirational. Like it's more so just like it's real. And I think before I'm like inspirational, like I'd, I'd much rather tell you some real fucking shit. Like I'm not finna fucking, I'm not going to be that rapper that sits there and tells, you know, the world, like, you know, the story on how I got there or how I got there was by, cause I kept fucking kept going. Grinding. Or like, I never thought about quitting. Like I never gave up and had this John Cena type mentality. Yeah. Like, bro, it's, it's not real, bro. That shit's fake. Like, like I experience like real fucking emotions like every day, like even at whatever success level people think I have, like, you know, I I experience the same things that you feel, like just at this level. You know what I mean? So, I think, bro, like, I think, I guess having this conversation between ourselves, bro, is just like, it's important. It's important, but I think that like broadcasting these things to the world and like showing people that we're real fucking human beings, you know, 
I think that's extremely important, brother. Yeah. No, it's, that was an amazing conversation because, yeah, we look at these people and we're like, they had it so easy. Like, they just had this skill and it just it came together. But you never know everyone's story behind yeah. it, how much hard work. I'm sure that's like kind of what you learned from Jid. It's like you started hating on him, but then you're like, oh, his work ethic's insane. How could I hate someone that works yeah. so hard? You can't, brother. Like, you can't. And, like, especially if someone is, like, willing to, like, invest into you, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even just allow you to, like, experience a higher level of the same thing that you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, like, I come from basketball. So, like, bro, like, me playing on a seventh grade court, bro, if Jiz, a fucking, if he's in high school, if he's on varsity, like, even you inviting me to come to practice to watch is, like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's real. And, like, granted, am I still going to be, like, am, am I still going to feel like, man, I can't fucking wait till, like, man, I go out there and I'm able to be on varsity and drop 30 like you, big yeah. bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I may experience those same feelings, but it's like, bro, it's real, though. And there, I think I think I think a lot more artists or people just in, I guess, quote, unquote, important people, I guess, for lack of better words, to, like, talk about those feelings. Yeah. A little bit more versus this fake ass like keep grinding social media keep grinding yeah. shit. I never want to hear those two words together ever. <laughs> with with the hundred emojis yeah. and maybe like a flex emoji. Bro, what? Like yeah. I bro, what? I'd rather no. So let's take a, a quick trip back to you were talking about how you were putting your money into our generation. And that's how your song mm-hmm. Quick Trip got to be seen by yeah. Metro mm-hmm. Boomin, the GOAT. And another artist who yeah. it kind of seems like he was in the high school team. You could even say he was the D1 legend. Just beat one March Madness and he invited yeah. you to come to the Final Four. Tell me about right. what actually happened when he saw that music on our generation and kind of just how the relationship formed from there. Man, bro, like I was working this job and I was only working to get on like our generation and run like Twitter promo like two, three times a month. So my mentality was just like, yo, bro, like, surely if the music is good as, as I think it is, mm-hmm. like, surely, like, exposure is, is all it'll take, like, you know? Yeah. Um. And uh, Metro ended up seeing it, and, like, he followed me on Twitter, and um, I jumped the gun on that. I was like, bro, I can't, like, I can't not yeah, say yeah. something. Like, you know, I'm not going to be too fucking cool. Like, nah, like. I may not ever get this opportunity again. He may unfollow me tomorrow. So I DM him, and I'm just like, bro, your DM honestly just made my day. Like, one of those moments that actually, like, I must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we had a little conversation. He was like, bro, when I get back from Vegas, I want to hear some music, bro. And I pulled up on him at Tree Sounds in Atlanta. Legendary studio. Um, Revenge of the Dreamers. That's where I record. That's where I record now. That's sick. You know? and we talked for probably like, I didn't even play him no music. I think we just talked for like two, three hours. One of the longer conversations that we've ever had in our in, in like my relationship mm-hmm. with him. And I think by the end of the conversation, he was just like, bro, I want you to be the first artist I signed to Boominati, man. And at the, again, bro, it was one of those relationships to where like, you know, he was teaching me things and necessarily, I don't even know if he was, was teaching me. You know, Metro's like, uh, Metro's, I used to tell him all the time. I think he's like, the the newer version of you know what people think Dr. Dre is 100%. just from like watching him work yeah. you know what I mean and and his importance to like hip hop and production today and just influence and just things that like met I like I I think about things that Metro would tell me then that he's right about to this day mm-hmm. you know what I mean like 
And I think for me, he was just like, um, to me, he was more like a, like a, he's like a big brother father figure to me, mm -hmm. bro. Like essentially like he saved my life, you know? So for me, like I, I always hold him in that like light, you know what yeah. I mean? Like in that regard, you know what I mean? Like to me, like, like I think Metro can do like no wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, like he's, he's one of those people, man. And he's, he's, he's really like blessed with that thing that like he can predict some shit six months in advance, a year in advance, two years in advance. Yeah. Like him taking a risk on me as a lyrical Atlanta rapper, when that thing is not even a thing until 2022, yeah. 2023, you know what I mean? Like him just being like, nah, I see it like now. Like bro, I remember going to the studio with this nigga one time, bro. And like Key Glock, no, not Key Glock, JB Block Boy was getting like a thousand plays on SoundCloud, mm -hmm. bro. I swear to God, bro. If you ever ask, if you ever interview Metro Boom, I, I swear to God, I tell it's you the same thing. They'll probably downplay it. Like, <laughs> bro, this man was like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, he gonna goddamn make one song. I'm telling you, Drake gonna hear that shit, bro. He gonna get in the video, do that stupid ass <laughs> dance that he be doing, and that's all the biggest song in the year. And that shit happened the next year, that's bro. Insane. I'm not, but like, Bro, I, like even just like Nav, like meeting like Nav or like like um, Offset kind of said the same thing. It was like, bro, whatever this man tell you to do, just do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like he kind of has that type of that type of mentality, you know, and that type of like reputation. I I would say yeah. so. For me, I think he's he's one of those people. Like I said, like in, in in my handful of like you know names that I feel like without this person, my career doesn't yeah. exist. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like. A nobody essentially yeah. you know so what do you think he saw in you was it like the work ethic through that conversation he's like oh like, this kid gets it was it because you said you didn't play in the music right away or was it eventually like he's like this kid's obviously clearly really good at rapping too what stuck out to him i don't know what he saw i, I don't know man like that's one of them things that I, you know somebody would have to ask yeah. him but like i fucking i don't know whatever he saw bro i'm just i'm thankful bro because it's definitely risky bro like bro i was a fucking 19 20 year old kid like that had no money in his pocket like and I was just like finding my voice and and finding my sound and, and not really knowing anything really respectfully mm -hmm. like you know, just trying to figure some shit out and he saw something in me and was like nah I think eventually this will be something you know what I mean so man, yeah the big like one of my biggest one of my biggest teachers man. I mean that's like another one of those wins that I'm sure you've let it soak in and like it's obviously helped your career but like sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to forget those things to give you a similar thing that happened last week for me uh rhapsody followed mm -hmm. me on twitter and i was like Quiet. i'm like if rhapsody followed me i must be doing something right with the content and similarly i'm yeah, like yeah, i yeah. asked my brother i'm like do i shoot my shot to get her on like right away i did she hasn't answered mm -hmm. yet but we'll manifest the rhapsody interview but we can make the rhapsody rhapsody is cool as fuck we can make the rhapsody thing happen for sure but there's she's cool as fuck I mean, there's moments of people like putting their belief in you and people you respect mostly, like the biggest part of it. It's like, okay, like this is a, this is a real moment. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that gives me chills hearing that story. And another person mm -hmm. that you've interpolated a lot on your music on uh, Final Fantasy, you kind of did a whole verse from You Got It <laughs> from this artist. Uh, you said, one man's pain is another man's pleasure. You are uh, on the new album. Mm -hmm. You were interpolating back to the topic. Yeah. I forget, I'm forgetting which song, mm -hmm. but you did talk about back to the topic. And then you just mm -hmm. released Just Met J. Cole Freestyle. He's my goat. But like, tell me about the influence on you. And then give us 
please give us the story of meeting the man himself. I'm so glad you caught that too, because a lot of people like, my guy Eric Gussler is here too. He's like the guy who be executive producing like all my albums and what shit. What up, Eric? Yeah. What's up? How are you? Um, bro, I'm so glad you caught that because it was so many like times where I would like interpolate like J. Cole. Like I never cleared that shit too. So Cole, if you see yeah. this, bro, my, my fault, bro. Like, don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't got the money for that yeah. right now. You know, but, back to the topics of mixtape, um, you're going to have to clear that? Yeah, 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 that. yeah. But still, like, man, bro, like, fucking, um, man, like, for me, like I said, like, my first time hearing J. Cole, seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth grade, and just, like, one of those feelings where it's just like, man, like, yeah, he's a lyricist, but, like, more than a lyrical artist, like, it was, it was the meaning and the intentional, yeah. like, verses and, and, and lines, like, bro, he didn't waste a single line, and... I grew up on that shit. Like, yeah, bro. Like, I know it, it was cool at one point for niggas to be like, you know, I grew up on Jay-Z. I grew yeah. up on Nas. Like, and although I did go back and have that those studios moments, bro, like, I grew up on fucking J. Cole. I grew up on Kendrick yeah. Lamar. I grew up on Drake. I grew up on Kid Cudi. I grew up on Wale. I grew up on, like, that, the, two, the blog that era. 2009, yeah. 2008. Like, the blog era. You know what I mean? Like, that's the shit that connects with me the most. So, like, a lot of our Meet the Sun was, like, Paying homage, mm -hmm. like you know, there was like absolute lines that I would like yeah. interpolate, or just like lines like that, or little nods like Kendrick. Like it was yeah. my way of like you did the do do ad lib paying homage. Like I saw you do do do. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Or just like like having my 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 uh, my moment to pay homage before I, I went off and did some completely different and original things. Um, so yeah, bro, like J Cole is like. J. Cole's on my personal route, like Mount Rushmore. I, I don't like them. Bro, a nigga can't tell me nothing about J. Cole. Nothing. Like, all them, bro, if I see a bad tweet about J. Cole, yep. I'm, I'm blocking We you. talked about it on the, you know we talked like, the pod the other day. KOD for, is an amazing album. It is so incredible and has some of it. Incredible, bro. Has some of his best verses, and people get mad because Motivate and ATM are on there, which are also bangers. But Brackets, Friends, Window Pain. Bro. bro, Window Pain, Brackets, fucking. Um, What's the other one? Is Brackets the one oh, yeah. like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brackets, Once an Addict, that's Friends, Window Pain, 1985. Like, that's just a run on the album. Like, that's how it goes on the track. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, like, Jake, like, KOD is incredible. I ain't gonna lie. I don't like ATM and Motivate either, though. <laughs> but, like. But they're, like, fun, fun like, but songs. I but I think people would say it's, like, his trap album because he rapped on, like, three trap beats. But the rest of it's, like, his normal production. Yeah, like, bro, like, Photograph taught me how to make a hook for real. Like, you bro, know what Kill I mean? Like, Kill Edward was spitting. Song. People were roasting him at first. You know I like the voice. Yeah, man. Like, bro, he, he, yeah, he's incredible, bro. Like, man, like, all respect to J. Cole. And hopefully, bro, I get, like, to work with him before he, you know, the fall off. He's not, he ain't retiring. Me. I mean, we'll get, it's, a, hopefully hope we get, it's a boy it. first, whatever that is on the list of the next things coming. But tell us about meeting him. Mm -hmm. I, I assume Tree Sounds is where you met him? Man, nigga. Bro, that shit happened like, it was crazy. So I knew they was having some little Dreamville, to, like a little private one, not like the Revenge yeah. of the Dreamers type John, like it's for cold shit. And I knew they was having that shit, man. And I told you, bro, like, you know how much I respect Jid. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of the time, like I know, I, I know, I, I know, I annoy him. Like you know how like Kobe would have those like those moments where like you, he would say things like I knew I annoyed Michael Jordan, but it, yeah, it don't yeah. matter. Like you know, but it does matter. So like with me, like I was just like, damn, I want to annoy the fuck out this nigga Jid <laughs> to get there, bro. I just really, I just wanted to get Jid, you know, 
in the studio to work on some music, but I just knew niggas was up there. So I didn't go Monday, mad as fuck. You already know I'm mad as fuck. You know, I got this, I got that whole like mentality. It's just like, man, bro, I gotta be there. I don't care, bro. Like, but Tuesday just hit me and told me to pull up. <laughs> so I pull up on Tuesday. Um, mind you, I record at Tree Sounds. Like, that's yeah. like my studio. I record at. Um, and I get there and I go in the room with Jid. Um, and it's like me, him, Smino. Um, Earth Gang and Marco is yeah. in there, and we're just all kind of just like, shit. Let's just let's just do some shit, man. I'm chilling, just playing some music. Just really, it's really J room, yeah. so just kind of like doing whatever you want to do. Um, and then I ain't gonna lie, that boy walk in, man. I first seen I first seen Westside Gun walk in. That's, um, this is the same story that Chris told. <laughs> that like, yeah, yeah. He walk in, and um, that's damn gun. Oh, uh, like, I'm like, damn, that's Westside Gun, and then J Cole. Cause he's right behind him. He's just like, yo, what's our gun? Is that the third conductor? Y'all know the nigga conductor that made the, the beats? Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. This nigga was like Jesus. Like, no, I, I get you know it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like kind of stuck. You know what I mean? I'm really just like, Whoa. I'm stuck as hell. And then like him and Jay having a conversation, but like I'm like really having one of those moments where it's just like, bro, like, Man, I don't, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of fucked up. I don't know if I should look at him too long. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but because it's not a meet and greet, it's like, like you're in the same room in his like element of the studio. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, like, bro, like, Jay's like, he wants to play him some music, and Cole's like, yeah, play me some shit. So, Jay, like, I think Jay Cole came and like kind of like sat like right next to where I was, and he was playing the song, and Cole was like. It was really Marco rapping. I'm not gonna lie, it was Marco rapping. And he was like, Who is this? This shit is crazy. And he points at me, he's like, This you, bro? I'm like, nah, that ain't you, bro. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, damn. And I was like, Michelle, I'm Suave though. Nice to meet you. He said, Oh, you Suave, bro? My nigga. And just gets up and walks out the room. Nice. Like, he's like, I fuck like basically on some shit, like I fuck with you. Yeah, like, yeah. my nigga. This shit fuck. I'm like, bro. <laughs> bro, like, and just walks out the room. I'm just like watching this nigga like like float out the room. I'm like, I was like, I was fucked up. You get what I'm saying? The music was playing like loud, but like it was like everything was just quiet. It yeah. was like, it's just like I, I heard it directly from from him. So it was just like, man, like Do you, for me to tell him, for him, for him to, for me to have a moment where like it felt like he already knew who I was and tell me my yeah. shit was cool. It was just like, oh nigga, like. Yeah. It, I mean, it, clearly it was important enough for me to make a song about yeah. it. So you know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, Jin, they're all used to seeing him, but do you, Marco, and Chris look at each other like? Uh, like what the fuck just happened? I feel like I'd be like, see, I ain't see, see Chris. I know, I cried. Chris was there. Like that's our, our first time really meeting in real life was that that shit. But like, bro, you gotta understand. Like, J. Cole just walked in the room. So if Chris is there, bro, like I really respectfully ain't even see Chris. All I see <laughs> yeah. is J. Cole. Like, but Marco was there. But Marco just be high as hell. So like, I don't know. I don't really necessarily know if Marco gave a damn for real. Um, cause you know Marco really cool as a. Is a fuck too for real. So the whole rest of the week, bro, I would see J. Cole like in the in the lobby or whatever, bro. I would just wherever room he was in, bro, I just respectfully just avoided being in there. Like I just walk in the kitchen, but oh, I gotta leave. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm like, you know what I mean? Cause I was just like, damn, like, that's really J. I was like nervous, bro. Yeah. Like respectfully, like it's like, damn, like, I can't believe this is J. Cole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow. My my like, friend met him in New York City, like when he was doing one of those famous bike rides. And my friend is just like mm. a goofy kid, does not like J. Cole. And he was like, you look like J. Cole. And J. Cole's like, yep. And my friend didn't do anything. Yep. And when he told me that story, every time I'm in New York, I daydream the entire time of like 
what if I see him on the bike? Like, am I chasing him and Eve down <laughs> on a bike? Is that what I'm about to do? Am I? Man, I met Eve too, man, at that shit, bro. Like, I was playing like 2K. I told you, bro, if you think I'm a good rapper, you got to see me play 2K. So I was playing 2K, bro, and I was just playing everybody I could play at one point. And I just started screaming, like, I don't know, I'm kind of an annoying nigga. <laughs> so I just started screaming, like, we playing for J. Cole versus J. Cole versus... Like, I'm like, it's a tournament. I'm whooping everybody That's ass. Hilarious. Eve come in. I'm like, Eve, bro, I'm not going to lie. I just went up 30 games, nigga. Where my cold You know what I mean? And just like, yeah. we have like little conversations that week too, but that shit was just like, That's hilarious. funny, bro. I think Eve, mm -hmm. Eve like quoted one of my tweets that I, I made, and I think I yelled next to like an old woman at the gym. I was like, Eve. And like, they, they, they no one knew what was going on. But I was hype. Uh, were, were there any further convos after that? Any, any game he spit for you or... Just the presence, man. Hell no, <laughs> man. I, I would talk. I talked. I talked to Eve in the kitchen, maybe like, like once, and then we had that little. I was telling him like, man, you owe me a J Cole verse, nigga. I just went up thirty games, but <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I be feeling like just like some real shit, bro. Like, I be personally feeling like just from being like around the industry and kind of in the industry for some time. Like, there is there's a difference when you meet a nigga on accident yeah. versus like somebody wants to meet yeah, you. Yeah. So like. A lot of the time, I kind of just like save those moments, yeah. like and and, and just kind of like wait to like. I'd much rather meet J Cole when he wants to meet me, mm -hmm. versus just like on accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like granted, I'm still it's still a, a blessing. Yeah. Um, it's really I'm ultimately complaining about getting a million dollars or a million dollars, but it's just like yo, bro, like I didn't want to bother yeah, I, them. I got you. you know what I mean? I'd much rather like be. I'd much rather have those conversations when like I've proved myself worthy to be around yeah. one of my idols. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And we were talking about this before the show. I was complimenting your ability to use tone, and like Cole's really good at that. His voice of like, mm -hmm. I know that that LA Leakers freestyle. His ability where he looks, his face doesn't change, but his voice gets louder and softer and angry. Like, and I was telling you that mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that you kind of have to have that ability to sound like there's a feature artist on your song or something. Like your song, I mean, mm -hmm. Grammys, you play it baby, but then you play Grammys, you'd be like, this is the same person. How much yeah, How yeah. much emphasis do you put that in your music where you're like, I want to be able to switch my tone and my voice? A lot. Like, I think one thing that we always say in the studio is um, if, if you're making a song and you, you, should be able, you should always be able to feature yourself, you know, on your own song. Yeah. You know, like Drake does it really well. Like, you know, Wayne does it. Kendrick does Kendrick's it. Crazy, Cole does it. You should all, you know, you, you should always be able to to feature yourself in your own yeah. song. That's when I feel like you know you really you're on to some shit. So um, that's definitely something that like we like like me, my NR Drew and, and Eric, we we definitely like stand on like yeah. now nah, like bro like you know make sure that like you're, you're painting a world on this song and you know like even with Baby like I'm kind of singing and then I feature myself. Yeah, and I, I love when yeah. there's artists like. You know, I, I love songs like that, bro. Like Tyler does it a, like really well yeah. too. So it's but like, he's a, you know, he's making he's interesting because he's not a good singer, but he's made it in a way where it sounds amazing. Yeah, exactly. I just, I say that all the time. People look at me like I'm fucking crazy. I'm like Tyler's not really like he knows it too that great of a singer, but I love when he fucking sings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Earthquake isn't good singing song, but something about it is so great. Like Mac Miller's like that, where he definitely got better, mm -hmm. but he's not technically like a good technical singer. But something about that raspiness and like the emotion in the voice, I'm like, I love it when he sings. Yeah, I feel the same way. And someone else that you mentioned before, I mean, Jid's so good with the tone shift, but Smino, 
what that if I could see mm-hmm. Smuno record what that man does with layering vocals. I know you you're big on layering vocals. That shit is insane. Right. Smuno's God levels like he's like God tier like vocalist to me. Like especially someone who's like technically a rapper. Like man, nobody's like seeing Smuno in the studio. Like he's he's so. I hate people say this about me, but I, I kind of have to say it in this situation. Like he's so underappreciated. Like bro, Smino is like incredible, yeah. bro. Like he's he's incredible. Like the way he can actually sing for real. Like he's incredible, man. Just that it's that St. Louis accent. His phrasing of words. Yep. I mean, he just says like the craziest lines. There are such Smino lines. That's like a big thing in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Is that you can say a lot of easy like puns and easy punchline rap. But it's like he said, I'm flies, I, flies pelican pussy or something like that. And it's like, it's like that funk flex. Like, how do you, how do you start with that verse? Like, how do you, how do you think about that one? But he just says like it's the just fun. eccentric. Bro. Like that's his thing. It's yeah. it's it's wild. He, him and Monte Booker. That's mm-hmm. crazy pairing. I want to finish up mm. by just having. I mean, we've been kind of doing this the whole time, but just like a, a hip hop kind of nerd talk about stuff. Spotify just came out with a mm. list of classic albums. Did you see this? I'll, I'll, no, I didn't. I'll read off the list. They came out with uh, a new playlist that's like classic albums since 2015. I think they gave 30. Mm-hmm. So I will read off okay. who we got. We got Anderson Mac, Anderson Pack, Malibu, Beyonce, Lemonade, Beyonce, Renaissance, okay. Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul, Cleo Soul. That's, that's on there? Yep. On top 30? Yep, top 30. I'm going to Gucci, man. <laughs> Cleo Soul, Mother, Daniel Caesar, absolutely Freudian, okay. Freddie Gibbs, Bandana, Frank Ocean, Blonde, okay. Future, okay. DS2, Her, Her, Amazing, Internet, absolutely Ego Death, Jay Z. You can put all of them. On yeah, crew, actually. they're incredible. Ega, uh, Jay Z, Four Four Four, Jasmine Sullivan, okay. Hotels. That's a fire album. Kendrick, mm-hmm. T Pab, Kendrick, right. Dam, Uzi. Mm-hmm. Uzi versus the world, Migos. That's the one with money longer. Yeah. That's the one with money longer. Yeah, money on longer. All right. Uh, Uzi, yeah, Uzi versus the world, Migos, Culture, Nipsey Hussle, Victory mm-hmm. Lap. Kind of surprised about that one. Mm-hmm. It's a good album, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that one too. Yeah. Playboy Cardi, Die Lit, Rihanna, Anti, right. Roddy Rich, Please Excuse Me for being antisocial. I think that was a good pick. Uh, Saba, mm-hmm. Care for Me. Very hyped that they included mm-hmm. that. That made that. Yeah, I'm happy for Saba that that got on there. Uh, That's fire. Solange, a seat at the table. Summer Walker, uh-huh. over it. SZA, control. Right. Travis, Astro World. Tyler, Flower Boy. Right. Tyler, Igor. Mm-hmm. Tyler, call me if you get lost. Mm-hmm. Damn, Tyler's got the most classics on here. Uh, mm-hmm. X, seventeen. Absolutely. And that is it. So, first, the notable missing. Not one J Cole album. They didn't put one single J Cole album on there. Since twenty fifteen. Four Your Eyes Only is a classic. Classic. What are, we, what are we talking about here? Also, Loki, I thought they were never going to add this, but Revenge of the Dreamers, I think what it did for those artists that were featured on it in the moment it was in hip hop, to me, I think it's a classic album. I know that's like a and one, but. It's a hot take. But which, which albums, after naming that, do you, were you like, oh, that one didn't make it? Um, Dominic Fike's um, debut okay. album. Not the one with. Uh, not the one with the three nights, um, the one with chicken cinders and vampire on there. Um, Gunna's drip season three to one with top off. Okay. Um, 
Gia's last album. Yeah, Forever Story should have been on there. Um, ba- Baby Keem's mi- the uh, mixtape yeah. with um, with Mosh Pit and all that shit on there. Like the one where it looks like he's crossing um, over a girl. Like the black and white one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm hmm. Um, whole lot of red. I'm not a Cardi guy. I haven't got it yet. You gotta be. There's no Dude, way. I like I don't. Cardi like. I don't like rapping. Cardi like the most important artist <laughs> of like our generation. For real. I don't like rapping off beat. It's like some artists can do it. It just doesn't hit my ears. And I don't like his deep voice. I don't. I like when he's melodic, and he's like making an actual chorus. But I, I don't know. Cardi has not a bad moment ever to me. Like Cardi's incredible. Oh, you know what? Okay, what I say? This I'm I'm really tripping. I'm not gonna go on like yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. thing, but like, okay, Dominic Fike shit, Drip Season Three. I think that's the one with with Top Off and all the other shit. Whole lot of red. Um, fucking Jizz last album. Rosalia Motomami okay. should be on there. James Blake Assume Forum. Um, it's one more I know I'm missing. I'm gonna be so mad too. Oh, what are we talking about? Testing. Is that rock? Okay. What are we talking about? Yeah, like, come on. I man. got another hot take. I'm not sure this is a hot take because I think our generation really likes this album. Dark Sky Paradise mm-hmm. for Big Sean. I mean, classics are hard term. Oh, they didn't put Push It T Daytona. That's a classic album. Yes, I also would have. I also would have thrown in Mac Miller's Swimming. Mm. I'm a big. I'm, I'm a big. I'm mad at that either. I feel like. Um, what year Dark Sky Paradise? I feel like that shit came out like, what, 2014 or some shit? Yeah, honestly, that might be too early. I can't believe they had no Cole album. How do you not have that? Yeah. I, think, wow. I, I, I feel like For Your Eyes Only is really one of them ones. Like, you really got to, like, it's like to pimp a butterfly. Like, you kind of really got to exist in a specific place to really yeah. appreciate that album. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of those ones. It's like, I get it, but it is a classic, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with they for show missing Moto Mommy, for show missing Dominique Fike shit, whole lot of red. Um Jizz last album. Um yeah. honestly they could put the Never Story there too. I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. now I'm kinda of just naming albums I really like. I'm not sure they're classics or just my favorite yeah, albums yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. You biased, bro. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm a when I like an artist, like I'm a stand at that artist. Oh, they could have put Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs. I'm just a yeah, huge the Alchemist guy. joint. Yep, the Alchemist joint. What year? Yeah, I don't like tired. shit. Uh, I don't go outside. I came out. Um, I, that was early. I think that was like 2012 or 2014. Shit, me. I think that's 2015. If that's 2015, really? that shit got to be on there. That's Earl's like. That's like the one, man. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. I don't. Know. That's 2015, man. You got to put an Earl. Damn. Yeah, got to no, be. This, on. This is not a classic album. This is just an album I'm throw out. It's so underrated. Milky Way by Boz. Every single song is a banger. Mm-hmm. I love um, that one. It's a, uh, what's the, Nudie Land gotta be on there. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, and, um, Intestine by ASAP Rocky. That's like incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. They did a pretty good list. I'm happy they got Saba on there. I think that was a big yeah, shout was out. Crazy. To that was crazy. Shout out my boy, man. That's crazy. Well, Suave, thank you for coming on. I want to give you a place before we finish to say what we got coming next, where they can find you, where the people can listen to your music. Man, I got some shit, man. I got some shit, man. I'm uh, I'm in a place where uh, I'm trying to put my best foot forward. 
So I think my new song, Baby, kind of is, is that right now. Um, yes, sir. I do have more music coming out. I'm trying to work on, uh, what's that word, um, consistency this year. Mm-hmm. So It's a hard thing to do. And, and the Pure Infinity 2 is definitely, like, around the corner. Like, it's not, this is not a fire drill. It's yeah. definitely... It's definitely around the it's corner. Coming. Yeah, exactly. You better not be stringing us along like Smino's doing, which she already decided. That guy's been teasing that for a year. He is, he is, he is. But he 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 got some he's he's working though. He he's a master at work right now, I'm not gonna lie. He knows what he has to do and he's I'm, doing it. I promise. I'm not down it, it'll come when it comes. Mm-hmm. But we're excited for the music. Where can the people find you on social media? Um, at Jack Harlow on Instagram, K H A R L. I saw you make you made that same joke to another person that you were yeah, in, I'm just, interviewed by. I'm just keep telling niggas I'm Jack Harlow until he tell me to stop. So, um, hey, I'll get song with Jack. All right, I also go by Nicia. That's A N Y C I A for you know anyone on all social media platforms. Um, um, a lot of people think I look like Chris Brown. I just have to come out and say that now I'm not him. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's where that's what I got going on, man. That's where you can find me at, man. Well, if you guys made it to the end of the show, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this fire conversation. I'm Adam Dash, D-A-S-H underscore on social media, not the hyphen. And you know, like, subscribe. We got more artists coming. This is honestly probably my favorite episode yet. Suave. Thank you for being on the show, man. Of course, thank you, brother. And we are out.